You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Good morning. Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I am RJ Zimmerman here with my good friend Monte Ball. How you doing, big guy? I'm good. I'm happy. I am happy. I'm very, very happy, obviously, from last night's performance of the Bucks, but this is not a sports cast, a sports podcast, but we obviously gotta just chip in a little bit, chime in a little bit on that gotta, because gotta we have it's a big to. game. Have to. How you doing? Um, excited, very excited. I, I spend so much time keeping myself from getting too excited that I still don't believe it. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, right. I, I'm just expecting that other shoe to drop and it didn't. And, uh, they did it. They the freaking Bucks did it. are going to the finals. The first time a championship will be played in the state of Wisconsin since 1982. It's a long time. That is a long time. Bucks most definitely deserve it. I, I like I like the team. I like the team. I like how I like how they carry themselves. I do. I just I think that's just what it is. I like how they carry themselves. They I mean they make excuses. No. And they 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 led last year the sh- social justice protests across the NBA. They were the leaders in it. Mm. And a lot of people blame that for their early um exit last year. And it's like, come on. No. The Bucks didn't make any excuses. They're like, we just have to play better. There are yeah, no distractions. Period. We just have to play better. And period. They went out, they made themselves better in the offseason and Prove they deserve to be there. So that's all you can do. Indeed. I'm excited. I really am excited. I've become a Bucks fan. So I like it. I think they deserve it. But, again, that excitement goes away. And it, it doesn't stick around for too long. Because, you know, you don't really get excited until they actually win it all. The Suns are a really good team. The Suns been, are a very good team. And they're playing some very good basketball right now. I've been thinking about it. It's like, did they break the curse that we just named? Um, you know, is that part of the reason they were able to break it? No, you didn't break. The no, curse because of the Bambino until you won the World Series. You exactly. didn't break the curse of the goat until you won the World <laughs> Series. The curse is still in place until a Wisconsin team wins the championship. So exactly, exactly, because I mean the the Packers make it to the NFC Championship. Uh, the Badgers make it to the Rose Bowl, which is you know obviously it's a prestigious prestigious bowl. It's a championship bowl, of course. Well, all bowls are, but you know what I mean. It's a prestigious one. Um, so they just got to win it. Yep. They just got to win it. And the, like I said, the Suns are playing some really good basketball. Really good basketball. So depending on, again, the severity of Giannis' injury. He was going to play in a game seven. Right. Had they got into so a he, game seven, he was going to play. Now here's the question. I know this isn't sports. We're just gonna we're just gonna start with it for a second because it's very relevant right now. Do you right. play him in game one? I say no. Nope. I don't know. Nope. No. No reason. No reason. There's really no reason because it's already set. The first two, right, is is in uh Phoenix. Yeah. And the third is here in Milwaukee. So it's already set. Third the first fourth. three games are set. Third and fourth, right. So no reason to play him in the first game. There's absolutely actually no reason. Yeah. Yeah, him, you can, let you him can rest, jump out. Give him more rest. You can jump out on front. Yep. You can jump out on front anyway. So if you one win game z- one, you let him rest game two, and you start him game three. Like, and the way right. that they're playing right now, they're playing some inspired basketball. So you have to just run it, ride it, and he is your team's best player. You look at the stats. Like a lot of people were bagging on him last night, saying that the, the team runs a better offense without. Um, without Giannis on the floor, it's like, come on, 
No. Right. That's that's the team getting comfortable without Giannis on the floor. That's or with Giannis on the floor that Giannis can do something. That's mm-hmm. not them uh like Giannis creating chaos within the offense. Like the offense still needs to operate and people just realize that they have to do the little things that they don't have to do cuz Giannis will pick up for it. So yeah, that, that's I mean, a big thing. Yeah, what I was going to say was them jumping out one to zero on them is not going to do it, it's it's that's obviously a good thing to have but this is the suns they're not going to be shaken up by that no. at all even if even if they played Giannis and jumped one zero that's not that's nothing so yeah i wouldn't play him at all there's there's no reason save him save him as much as you can um yeah yeah you would have to play him game two of course because you wouldn't want a team if if they lose game one without Giannis, then yeah, you'd have to play them game two because you don't want to be too behind. Of and that's the thing. That, if you do <laughs> fall too behind, you don't want his first game to be down 2-0, him be rusty, <laughs> yeah. and then you're right. down 3-0. So that's and, why and I then, think if they lose game right. one, they have to play him because at least mm-hmm. he can shake the rust off game two and then game three, go out and do something nice. But Well, we were right. We were right on our on our, on our sports podcast when we mentioned there's no reason to play him. About. Game six, because although you need to win it, you but you don't need to win it because you have a game seven. Um, but we we were correct; they didn't play him. So hopefully, hopefully they listen again to our podcast and and uh, take our advice. Um, but again, uh, this is go ahead. Well, Sorry. I was gonna say, just look at Trey Young coming back three games missed and how rusty he was. He did not play well at all, and it's not the same injury, but there's a little bit of similarities there where. Young wasn't as explosive as he was the first four games. Um, yeah, you could. See he played that. bad. He played bad the game he got injured. Yeah, he had. I mean, I, I was there at the game, and I was just. I was. I was really just watching him because he's an exciting player. And I was like, man, he's turning that ball over. He turned it over like three times in a row. I was like, that's ooh, that's that's heavy. But again, anyways, anyways. This is not our sports podcast. This is our mental health podcast. Although, obviously, your favorite team winning, um, you know, can can provide some sort of aid to your mental health. <laughs> not all the time, but it's always a good thing. It does um, help. It, it, no matter what, <laughs> it helps. It's it's gonna right. it's gonna affect it one way or the other. It's just a matter of how far does it affect it, right? Right. And it's exciting. It's really exciting. It's it's exciting. It is. That the Brewers have won eleven yeah. in a row, a franchise record, and it's really exciting. The Brewers are <laughs> that crushing the Bucks it, man. are in the finals. The Brewers, Brewers are, are crushing thirty it. and ten in their last forty games. I did not. They're crushing that. it. They're dude. They're always they're, they just won eleven to two, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're crushing it. Yeah, um, their bats woke up. It's exactly what I talked about in the Cardinals. In the no Cardinals. Too. Cardinals lost to the Rockies. Walk off. I mean, yeah, uh, Brewers are. At this current moment, they're they're running away with this. Although we're in midway, but they are those bats are hitting. God dang it! <laughs> and Yel- it's not Yelich yet. Like Yelich is still not like he's still not there. So if Yelich can relax because the rest of the team has this, and all of a sudden Yelich starts to go off a little bit, oh, it's over, bro. I I I like this team a lot. Like the Brewers and the Bucks built their team similarly. Um, you know they got that. The one superstar, and then they have yep. pieces that fit all the way around it. And then with the Brewers pitching being what it is, being homegrown, yeah. that's what the Bucks had with Middleton and Giannis. That's Middleton the and Giannis, they, in the, they in a, in a way. They, the, you know, they they drafted and they got them better. And now you have the Brewers who drafted and got better with these this pitching staff that they have, and it's like. Man, it's it's just it's it's fun. It's fun to be a Wisconsin sports fan right now. Um, it has been for a yeah. few years. You had an MVP in every single major sport, and now a team is in the finals. Another team is playing very well. Uh, the other team, you know, in the Packers had a, the best record in the NFL last year going into the playoffs, and or second best record, but best in the NFC had home home right. field advantage. Uh. Sky's the limit. See if they can. We'll get, see. We'll see if Wisconsin can start treating people, you know, with a, a sense of uh, equity, and maybe this curse can be lifted. 
I will say this to, to end this sports talk. At the current moment, it's looking like that's a possibility. And that that's that's the fact. That's a fact. Just prior to this you that's wouldn't you you wouldn't be able to say that statement. Um but but at the current moment, yeah, because again, the Packers are come gonna come back with Rodgers. No one knows what's really gonna happen, but I'm putting my money on it that he's gonna come back. That's a darn good Packers team. Uh, I still. think that they have the type <laughs> of defense and you're gonna be mad at me when I say this. They have the type of defense going into this year that they can ride. Not to the level that the Broncos did, but maybe to right. the levels of uh like not the year the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, but the year they made it. Right. I could see right. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No I mean that Seahawks defense my rookie year was there, nobody was beating that defense. Nobody. Nobody. Um but the Broncos defense is looking really good this year on yep. paper. Well we got we paper. got some we got <laughs> stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do something before, but we do. All right. Besides oh, yeah, because I'll be in Denver. Stock, yeah. Besides this. Besides the sorry, go stock, ahead. How how you been doing? How's uh how's your week been? I've been exhausted, man. But but in a good way, just from working out. Really, um, I've been feeling good. I haven't felt this good in a long time, and that just goes to show you, you know, working out and eating better. I've been eating great, but I've been eating better um, than I have uh, or than I had uh, recently. Um, but uh, all is all is heading in the right direction, man. With my with my um, my mentality, um, etc. Uh, I'm feeling good. How about yourself? Um, I'm tired, but. Right. That's just how it's been. These these kids seem like the you know the past four days have hit another level of energy. And no matter what you do, you're fighting them to go to sleep at night. Both <laughs> my partner and I, we just when it comes to bedtime, we both are like, oh, bedtime. Like you know, we're like the kids. Like we don't want to do this, but you gotta, you gotta, and uh, it's yeah. just drained everything. Everything from me, it feels like I have no, I haven't played video games in like over a week. Like, and I've had opportunities to, but um, yeah, I've just been like I'm just exhausted to the point where I don't even want to turn, go downstairs and turn right. it on. So, I hear you. I hear you. There are uh, a topic I wanted to bring up today. Um, It's kind of it's it's a really good topic because um you know you haven't really called yourself or identified as an alcoholic prior to the start of Untapped King. Yep. And I think uh this this topic that I want to bring up you know kind of centers around that um in a, in in a way. Um so here we go. Um it's in my book of course, Bang Bang, in my little book that I'd be reading and all that jazz. So it's called Recovery Identity. That's what I kind of wanted to touch on today. <clears throat> Recovery identity. So we have three different types of identity when it comes with to recovery. You have neutral, you have recovery positive, and you have recovery negative. Now here, let me go ahead and read these off for folks. Now neutral means persons who have resolved severe alcohol, other drug, and or gambling problems, but do not identify themselves as alcoholics, addicts, or persons in recovery. Recovery positive persons for whom the status of recovery from an addiction has become an important part of their personal identities. Third one and final one recovery negative persons whose addiction recovery status is self-acknowledged, but do not, uh, but is not shared with others due to a personal shame derived from this status. So my question to you, RJ, and I'll answer a second. So which one do you think that you were prior to the start of Untapped Cake? Neutral. Neutral. Persons who have resolved severe alcohol, other drug in or gambling problems, but do not identify themselves as alcohol. Yep. Alcoholics, addicts, or persons in recovery. Absolutely. I never the re I never called myself an alcoholic. I never just I guess I didn't really think of myself that way. But like yeah. I never, yeah. yeah, so that's why it's neutral because um, it it wasn't like something I was hiding. I would tell people, no, I don't drink. I've been, I've been sober for, you know, uh, a year, four yeah. years, however long it was. 
and then and people would just be like, oh, okay. And nobody would be like, oh, you're an alcoholic. You know, that's just kind of. <laughs> That'd be super invasive. Right. If they did. <laughs> and I, I probably would have like shrugged my shoulders and been like, yeah, I guess, I guess I kind of am. So true. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I would have to say, you know, I was very outspoken about mine early on, but I don't think I really grasped it entirely. Um, because I think the start of this pod, since the start of this podcast, I think we've had the opportunity to really dive deep into the psyche, our psyches, to understand triggers, understand why we drink, understand why we can't drink anymore, etc. So I think I've had I have a better understanding why I would consume, um, as opposed to just saying, "Oh, I'm a recovering alcoholic." I think there's one thing of just saying it, and one thing of understand understand it better now. Yeah. So I would have to identify with the same one neutral. Persons who have resolved severe alcohol, other drug, inner gambling problems, but do not identify themselves as alcohol. Although I did verbally, I, I really didn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? I would say, yeah, I'm a recovering alcoholic, but I think it was just a talking piece for me early on. Although I still followed it, but I sure. still just didn't understand. I didn't really dive deep and understand what but that really means. That's that's a lot of people, right? Like we label right. ourselves, but we don't take the time to uh, think about what we actually are labeling ourselves, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's, and that can go to, towards a lot of things in life. Like, uh, you know, uh, one, one thing that is a huge piece of uh, culture in America that is, I think it's starting to turn a little bit, which is a good thing, but a lot of our <laughs> self-identities wrapped up in what we do for a living. It's wrapped up in our jobs. It's wrapped up in labels that we place on ourselves and not necessarily what we are, like who we are. Um, that's something that I personally have struggled with. Um, before I became a lineman, I didn't know what I wanted to do uh, with my life. I wanted certain job titles that would be Kind of like, I wouldn't say status because not all of them were like, you know, high paying. Like I wanted to be a psychologist, but I wanted to be something that I could be proud of to say that I did. And right. uh, especially when I was a utility locator, which is a, it's a really important job and it's looked down on um, in a lot of professions and it's mm -hmm. not paid well by uh, more than a few companies. And like, you know, if your utility locates are off, you could lose internet TV, like those are the, the small uh, results of it. Or like, you know, if it's a gas line, you could have explosions right. and deaths or like electric lines, you know, you could have deaths. Uh, same thing, you know, fires started, uh, machines burned up. Like, you know, I've seen it. Um, I've seen the results of hitting electric lines because A, you just didn't care about it or B, uh, the the uh, marks are off. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a very important job, but I didn't feel like it was. So I, wa I was putting these labels onto myself, not realizing that I was trying to fill this hole inside of me with these outside forces. And that's just, you can't do that because it has to start right. from the inside. You have right. to be proud of yourself first, and then you can be proud of what you do. But there's always something to be proud of in what you do. Yeah, I think that's a very important topic, and that's that's a lot about what I talk about in my book. The towards the towards the end of my book um, is that self identity, um, and obviously we all understand how difficult it is for for athletes um, because there is an end date to your sport, to to the activity, to to your involvement, um, to your physical involvement in the sport. I want to say um, to your playing days, there is an end date, but you've given by date. You've given, yeah, you've given so much of your time and energy and spirit, soul, et cetera, to it, not really realizing or understanding that it's going to end. So once you're done, it, you know, many, many athletes struggle with finding out what they want to do with their lives, finding out who they are, because for that entire time while you were playing, we're talking 20 years for some, 20 years for me, it was, you are always identified as you know, Monday ball, the football player or John James, the track star or Sarah Doe, the Olympic swimmer 
some of you're always identified as 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 that so that's important i think that is true for folks working 30 40 years in a position and then retiring oh for sure for sure <laughs> yeah it 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 affects everybody and then My it's dad's like, okay, about to go through that you know yeah. big congratulations <laughs> yeah. to big roger roger's been yeah 35 <laughs> years as a lineman retired on wednesday and uh he was cleaning out his locker. He, you know, he's had the same three lockers since he started. Yeah, that's and, emotional. Uh, for sure. I, you know, I te- I texted him this too. I said, you know, you've been you've been a uh, an employee there longer than you've been dad. And he's like, mm. yeah. And it, so he's digging through his locker and he finds a treasury bond, um, and it was made out to me, like right around the. I don't know how old it was, but uh, I was young. I was very young, and uh, he said that that. That got him a little bit misty-eyed too, so he's like, you know, you have to turn. You've been walking into the same doors thirty-five years, and now he walked out, and he's never going to return. Uh, well, that's, that's, it's not never, but he'll have to be escorted if he if he goes back. Right? right? He can't right. just go back and do stuff that he used to take for granted. So, right? Yeah, that's definitely. Um, these labels that we put on ourselves and you see it with athletes. It's a really good example all the time because not only do you put that on yourself, that's, and that's all everybody sees you as. So you start to see yourself as it and nothing else. Right. That's all you're identified as internally, externally. Um, And yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it it seems as if it, it, athletes are impacted more by it, but i think a lot of people are too in in your own little in your own circles you know what i mean your 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 father is identified as a lineman um folks are identified as their position that's just that's just the way that american society is when you meet folks it, this is unfortunate and this is something that i'm always mindful of when i'm meeting new people is to just not ask them the basic questions that we always ask folks like okay how you doing yeah yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do for a living um you know what I mean? It's it's like uh, I think Heath Ledger made a great point about that. One of his most famous quotes is it, it's, it's almost like you're asking folks in a way to where it's like a shopping list. You know, uh, what do you do for a living? You know, what part of town do you live in? Um, how many kids do you got or something like that? It never asks, you know, I don't think I ever heard are that you quote. are you happy? That's are you happy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always mindful of that when I'm meeting new people. And I get it. Some people ask it because sometimes it just fills that void of silence. Um, but that's just unfortunately how it is. And we all get it in this country. You know, we're working eight, nine hours a day, five days a week. Um, yeah. So, you know, some people ha- are to give half to Uncle Sam. <laughs> putting 70 hours in for a salary, you know, and no. 70 hours in a week. No. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's what we're taught we have to do. And you have to be it, – it's an easy way to get distracted from yourself, right? When you're putting all that time in and you're putting all that energy in. Yeah. You're not putting that time and energy into yourself uh, like you right. are. But at the same time, you're not doing it necessarily for you. You're doing it for the label. Um, this, honestly, this is something that I haven't um, – I didn't see or work on until like earlier this year to be true, truthful. Like I, you know what I was talking about on the last podcast. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, it's tough. Like it's really tough. It feels like you almost, you can't be in a good place and come to that realization. It feels, and I could be completely wrong. This is just my own personal opinions. Uh, I am not, a doctor or a psychologist or anything. But to me, I had to get, I almost had to hit a different type of rock bottom, right? Before all of a sudden mm-hmm. it was like, um, oh, why am, why am I so, you know, low right now? Why, why am I right. quick to anger? Why am I so anxious and stressed? It's like, why it's not worth it. You know, what, what is it that, I can't put names to any of this or even figure out what I'm feeling and then moving on from there. 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I used to, I used to kind of, not kind of, I used to like, I wouldn't say act like a different person, but I would hide parts of my personality at work. Like, um, you know, I, I like to laugh and have a good time, but, uh, I'd just be kind of serious when I went to work. I wouldn't, wouldn't really joke around. Um, uh, there was a few people who were like, wow, don't you ever have fun? And it's like, yeah, just not with you because <laughs> I don't like that kind of fun. <laughs> right? Like some people are only right. happy tearing other people down and it's like, we don't have to. We can have fun and, you know, make a little bit of fun at each other. But as soon as you see somebody start taking it a little serious, time stop. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I never, never really talked about uh, not drinking, never talked about, uh, you know, ha- I never talked about my kids. I never talked about my, uh, partner, never talked about, I didn't talk about anything in my personal life basically at all. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I enjoy anime. I enjoy different types of TV shows too. Uh, movies, never talked about it. Never talked about video games, especially. I never talked about, um, can I help you? Uh, I never talked about that type of stuff. And now, now I don't mind talking about it. So, who is that? Right yeah. Can you say hi? Hi, buddy. <laughs> so, that's, you know, one one way that you have to work through things to get to a point where... You're happy with yourself. You're happy with who you are and don't hide who you are because honestly, if it bothers somebody, that's a them problem. That's not a you problem. Like you, you aren't putting people down. You aren't being an a-hole, you know, you're just being yourself. Be yourself. Why can't you be yourself? So that's kind of, that's kind of where I am, which is pretty far opposite of where I was even a year ago. Right, right, right. I think it's it's always important, man. It's always important. I think it's that's just the process of recovery. And again, yeah, yeah, we're we're not talking from the standpoint of as if we have all the answers or as if we're any sort of psychologists or mental health experts, et cetera, but on the most basic of basics of levels <laughs> we all understand throughout this process of recovery you, you begin to understand as much as you can about yourself and you get to understand as a lot about what's important to you. We we grow up through our adolescent years, unfortunately, really trying to focus on making other people happy, trying to fit a sort a, a certain mold that we think that we should fit in, trying to be a certain identity that we think that we're supposed to be. Um, but unfortunately, it's it's you. I mean, not unfortunately. Fortunately, it's your life. It's it's your experiences. It's 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 all, you know, for yourself of who you want to be. And if someone doesn't accept that, then that's not your problem. It's not. It's not your problem at all. There's a lot of people on this planet. <laughs> a lot of people on this planet. So no, I think that's important. Again, the growth that we've both had yeah, from day let's one. Let's talk about yours because yours has been. You've grown a lot from where you were, you know, and you've talked about it too. You were my yeah, yeah. football player. And oh, man, now was, that's pretty yeah. far down the line. You've done a lot of soul searching and you've you've made a lot of strides since then. So, you know, Imagine, I, I feel like I feel like I take a lot of uh a lot of the talking when it, you know, you ask a lot of questions, but when when it comes to talking about ourselves, I do a lot of the talking. So, yeah, I don't really like to talk about myself that much. Um, I've lived a very, very fortunate life. Uh, and I'm only 30 years old. Um, but yeah, a lot of that was because of the game of football and what the game of football has given me. Um, but as you know, I'm a little indifferent with the game of football. I, I like the sport. I enjoy watching people accomplish their dreams. I enjoy that because I remember how that feels. But again, you know, I'm indifferent about the NFL. <laughs> Just about 
you know, many things. Uh, they don't do the, the greatest of really taking care of the players and then taking care of the players after the after the sport is over for them. Um, but, yeah, man, I've had to grow. I, I, I had to grow. Mm-hmm. I had to grow for myself, for my child, for my friends and for my family um, because the path that I was on, obviously, we all understand that story. I was I was headed towards a. I was already in a dark place, but I could have kept going into an even darker place and would have been behind bars to this day. So for me, I always share with people, it's what helped me to stop drinking is jail. Um, obviously, being an a-hole um, was something I no longer wanted to be, but jail, of course, too. That is a very grim environment. Um that you do not want to find yourself in, but also the help from you, the help from my family and my friends has got me to where I am today. Um, and just like yourself, man, we want to just show people, you know, we both have different walks of life, different walks of life, but dealt with similar things and self-medicated with the same thing, but are able to come out the other side and not talk about it. We all, in a way, have similar stories like you know what i'm saying i may i may just be just chirping right now but not exact you, same stories but we yeah if you boil it down there's certain yeah. um <laughs> like that shopping Moments. list that a lot of us yeah. meet right? yeah we run into it a lot and i think men run into it a lot when it comes to that self-identity um yeah you know, unfortunately yeah. in american society For we're sure. taught to be the patriarchal system we're taught to be the breadwinner mm-hmm. we're taught to close off our feelings we're taught to you know shut up and throw dirt on it <laughs> and get back out there shut up and dribble to, yeah yeah we're taught to do 70 hours a week and don't complain about it um and all that stuff so that identity crisis seems as if it's you know more prevalent in men i don't know i don't want to speak for women of course but i i, I don't know but it seems like that's what you and i both struggled with um and so, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in a way better place. This podcast has helped me out a lot. Um, it's therapy and therapy in a sense. Um, and just being honest with myself, just being honest is a big one, a big one. I agree with that one a hundred percent. Cause that was my biggest thing too, was I was honest to my, uh, to myself to a certain point, but then I'd stop. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Same, um, same, <laughs> same. I don't think I don't think she'll mind, so I'll shout her out. Uh, I started following um, this lady on Twitter. Her name is Brittany Shelton, okay. and like, yeah, she wrote a book uh, about being a complex uh, trauma survivor, and like yeah. everything she posts, I'm like, hmm, I get that. I feel that a lot. A lot. Like, mm-hmm. she's a recovering. Uh, alcoholic. She's been in recovery for a long time, uh, about 10 years, I believe. Nice. And, nice. Um, you know, she's just put up boundaries. She's kind of, I've learned a lot just by that. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get that. I need to be more truthful with myself because being truthful with myself doesn't mean that I'm doing different things. You know, I'm, I'm demeaning, uh, people that have been important in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just certain things that have made me the way that I am. And I have right. to be honest with that. Right. Um, and that's, that's kind of the tough, the tough part for me because um, I don't want to, I want to be honest with myself, but being honest with myself means that uh, I might have to hurt other people's feelings. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I it's it, yeah. there's a, there's a there's a a line to walk there, and I wouldn't say it's that fine, but I do have to be honest with myself that uh, you know I've I had some trauma in my younger years that mm. has made me kind of close off a little bit with my emotions. Right. Uh, it made me it makes me quick to put my walls up from trust trusting other people completely. Um, it makes me put these walls up that I can't let people just let people 
experience the full me. A, because I don't like myself all the time, right? Um, and B, because I don't want you to hurt me. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I said we all deal with, yeah, we, yeah, we all deal with certain things differently. That's for sure. Um, for that, that, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So I, I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we touched on that. I'm, gl- I'm glad we touched on that. So that was, of course, the recovery I identity. Mean, Neutral. So for sure. okay, we went from neutral, I would say, to now we're positive. Recovery would you positive. Agree with that? So persons for whom the status of recovery from an addiction has become an important part of their personal identities, absolutely. Absolutely. From neutral to recovery positive. Yeah, that's an important important part of our identity. It really is. When um, did that shift for you? Because you were talking at first how it was just like a status. Yeah, yeah. Shifted. It had to be this podcast, man. Because prior to the podcast, I would only talk about it if I was interviewed. Um, and that's about it. It was kind of like keywords that you would hit. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. But now talking about it at the very least, at least twice a week for about two and a half hours. You know, you, 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 it's, it's come to fruition just talking about it every single time. Now it's like tangible in a sense. It's, it's my everyday identity. Um, because we post about it, we tweet about it, post on Facebook about it, YouTube now. So it on paper now, or I, I guess online now, it's my identity. And so now my every single day life, it is part of who I am, which is a good thing. Um, for one, it makes me accountable. Um, and for two, I think it's just important for, again, what we talk about all the time with this podcast is it's allowing for other folks to feel comfortable, feel comfortable sharing their stories, talking about it, coming out about it and, and reaching out for help. Um, again, you don't have to do it the exact way that we do it or that we have done it, but we just at least want to show you, at least for, for, for my story, I, I just try to make it as relatable as possible for folks because some people do say, how can I relate to somebody who's played in the Super Bowl, who's played with Peyton Manning, um, who's dealt with Name alcoholisms. <laughs> right. To a Bucks courtside game with Ciara and Russell Wilson. Name dropper. That was, that was fun. That was fun. But again, I, I always tell you got, people. It, you you got to have fun with yeah, opportunities for sure. Unfortunately, um, it most definitely does not discriminate. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just that as Jenny just stated in the chat, it's that manifestation, you know, you, you just keep talking about it. You give it life, you allow for it to breathe, you feed it. And I'm glad that I'm feeding that instead of my ego, you know, starve the ego, feed the soul. That's just what it's been since we started this podcast. And, you know, talking about how it doesn't discriminate, you know, most definitely doesn't <laughs> white white man uh right. middle class like grew up middle class grew up right not wanting for much because i was i didn't want like these huge things as a kid um i don't even really want these huge things as an adult still middle class still yeah you know it I had two loving parents my parents are not divorced my parents did not beat me um right. But uh, got me, you know, there, there were things that happened uh, in my, when I was younger and, uh, you know, with what my environment that made me who I am. It made me, you know, like I talked about, quick to, quick to go inward, quick to, uh, quick, honestly, I used to be quick to anger. <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah, sometimes yeah. I still am. Uh yeah, I yeah. I had a really really bad temper. It was honestly, uh, my temper was kind of a legendary in high school. Like you know, people would just wait for it to go off, and then they just watch because I would get very very mad. And one you know one of my best friends the same way. We will, you know people would wait for him to to get really mad, but they just let us blow off the steam or whatever and. Go back to what we were doing. So yeah. and, you know, we never we never physically hurt anybody, but 
we'd break things. Right. So, uh, it, I don't even know exactly what it was that helped me get that temper under control. Something did, but, uh, it wasn't alcohol. But what alcohol did, yeah. And that's probably more what it was, but what alcohol did was it just removed that cap, the, the feelings (laughs) like I just didn't have to, honestly, for me, it was the thinking about that stuff. Like it just, I didn't think about anything except for that very moment. Uh, because it just turned that part of my brain off. And that's, yeah. I think that's why I drank until that part of my brain would turn off. And it just kept taking more and more and more till it basically had to be blacked out. And then I just kept blacking out. Well, that's alcohol for you, man. That's, I mean, that's drugs. Yeah. That's, 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 that's drugs for you. It gives you the opportunity, unfortunately. It gives you the opportunity to uh, not have to worry while you're living in the moment. It allows for you to live in the moment. Um, and to some, obviously, that's a good thing. You know, The Power of Now, Edgar Tolley, great book, Living in the Now. That is a great thing. That is a great opportunity. That is a wonderful thing when you're able to live in the now, when you talk about mindfulness, when you talk about meditation. But obviously, drugs can possibly do that too, where it's like, okay, I'm no longer worried about the future. So there, there goes the anxiety. I'm no longer dwelling on the past. So there goes that, those depression type thoughts. I'm just here enjoying the moment. So that's what people yearn for. That's what people who are addicted to substances yearn for is that blissfulness moment of escaping those anxieties. Slippery slope though, as we all understand, the more and more you yearn for it, the more and more you use the more and more you, that time from, you, excuse me, that time of being, then when you're sober for those eight to nine hours, when you know you're going to use on the 10th hour, it gets, keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Now it's you're only sober for six hours. Now it's only you're only sober for four hours because you want that hit again. You want it again. You want it again. Then it's only two hours of your sober time. Now you're waking up at eight, nine a.m. and using before you go to work. So it's a slippery slope. It is. And that's why drugs are dangerous. Drugs. Are, that's why drugs are confusing. Yeah. <laughs> because of, especially at the young age is why are they telling me not to use something that makes me feel good? But I see them using it. It's uh, and that's obviously when, when you talk about alcohol, of course. Um, but yeah, it's it's a monstrous beast. It really is. It really is. It. um you know, sometimes still I look back and I'm like, well, did I like myself better when I was drinking? Because sometimes I feel like I did. Or did I just... Invincibility. Did I like, um, you know, that, am I just liking the idea of it, right? I've mm. talked about that before, too. Because a lot of times we confuse the substance or the thing, you know, with the idea of that thing. So true. Um, you know, you can talk about... Uh, an ex relationship when you go when you're missing you're at you know that person are you really missing that person or are you missing the idea that you have around that person yep. is your idea actually reality or was it just the idea you could say the same thing about like places uh events stuff like that so like right <clears throat> i think they call that rosy retrospection indeed so, but indeed, I, you know, I was neutral for like six and a half years, seven off into my seventh year, probably until we started talking right. about it. And now, like Becca, the unashamed alcoholic, trying to remove the stigma of alcoholism, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the same yeah. thing with honestly, sub, any substance dependency where we want to remove the stigma behind it because without removing the stigma behind it, we can't move forward. And it can happen to anybody, literally anybody. Well, yeah, it's 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 like Pride Month, which was last month. For some reason, of course, which we all know the answer, there were more hateful tweets and reposts about Pride Full or about Pride Month as opposed to being in favor of Pride Month. Just in that month, not this month, not the month before, but of course in the Pride Month. You saw more people. There was an influx of hate um, around it as opposed to any other month of the year. So that's just a stigma. That's just a stigma. So we just got to keep 
keep keep attacking that wall of stigma. And it's the same for when it comes with addiction. It's the same. I mean, here here here's a great one. I mean, nah, nah, I'm not gonna touch on that one. <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> I was gonna talk about people were tweeting about Shikari and Brett Favre saying, well, Brett Favre, when his father passed away, he ran out and threw for three hunters. But then people were like, well, he was on opioids. But so again, there's just this stigma out there and folks just, that's just the problem. Again, like we talk about with social media, the great thing about social media is everybody has a voice. The bad thing about social media is everybody has a voice. (laughs) So that's just what it is. That's just what it is. They can be used for great, but as we understand, it's more times than not, choose for the opposite. So. so no, no, I just went on a tangent right there. To, no, <laughs> I appreciate that. So. Uh, Knee brace, what's going on, man? Uh, what was I say? Uh, Look like you were switching gears. Yes, that's what I was going to say. So you were about to move on when I made us go back. Um, what did, what else do you, you know, what else were you going to touch on after this topic? Cause I thought you had something else. Um, and I made us go back to talk about that one more time. No, cause I, I really didn't. I was okay. going to bring up another one, but, uh, looking at the time right now, we, we won't have enough time. Uh, I'll save that one for the next time. Um, but there's a lot of great, a lot of great stuff in this book. Um, again, you guys, this is the recovery coach Academy book. Uh, car really some great information, great information in here. Um, even teaches you how to connect with folks who, you know, are suffering in silence, gives you great, you know, advice on how to talk, um, with them, how to bring up certain topics, um, without making them feel as if you were backing them into a corner. Um, because what can happen, of course, is if you back someone up into a, if they feel as if they're being backed up into a corner, someone who's suffering in silence from substance abuse, you know, they may just, you know, obviously the extreme is they may just disappear for weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but more, but the, but what usually happens is, you know, they'll just stop contacting you. You know, they'll stop texting you. They'll stop calling you. Uh, kind of sort of like the cat's out the bag. Um, but again, that's that stigma. That's that shame that comes with it, which is unfortunate. But that's something that we're trying to work on, um, tearing down. I've noticed on Twitter, you know, we follow that hashtag recovery posse. Um, and uh, basically, it's a lot of people on Twitter uh, who are in recovery, just like, being there for others and talking about their struggles and Hey, I could use some, there's been quite a few, uh, relapses, uh, for people that, uh, you know, we follow on Twitter, uh, the past few weeks and there's a few people who have deleted their accounts and everybody knew all, you know, they're going through a real rough time if everybody can find them. Um, you know, I want to touch on that once you're once you're finished. I want yeah, to touch on but that. But I was gonna say, like, there's a lot of people <clears> talking <throat> about it and they feel terrible, but then at the same time, they've restarted, right? It's not yep. a nice day. I still I have those dreams that uh I drank and I woke up feeling ashamed and like uh scared, yep. like did I really do it? Um that's still it's still a little bit of a fear, right? That did 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 I restart? Did I just waste mm. all this time? But it's like Amelie said when she was on, um, you know, nobody can take that those days away from you. You didn't waste exactly. that time. You didn't. You built that time, and you now know how to get there. So you just have to get there and then use that learned experience to get past it, right? Yeah. I, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that I've always wanted to touch on. Um anomaly of course explained it so eloquently it is 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 you i think there is a problem with counting the days although there's there's two sides of that i think there's a plus of counting the days but i think once you have that relapse once you have that setback it's such a huge letdown there's a pressure 
Yeah, because it's like I just you're you're naturally gonna feel as if you just wasted those three hundred and sixty five days, those four hundred and fifty days, those whatever. Naturally you're gonna feel that way. Obviously Amelie explained it to where you didn't waste those days because you still did it. Uh, so you still should be proud of yourself. But again, I th- I hope we get to a point in the recovery community where we kind of step back and, and stop putting so much attention on, you know, how many days have you been sober? Because that's almost in my head. It's, it seems as if that's this gatekeeping in a sense, this, this label. Oh, you, you know, you're a baby in recovery. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're yeah, a baby. I think some people definitely use it that way, right? Right. Um, and when it's it shouldn't be viewed in that sense. It, yeah. It's important for yours. I understand you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I've just crushed two years of sobriety. That's awesome. But that's why, that's why I always state I've been in recovery since 2016. Because I don't know what's going to happen next year. I don't know what's going to happen two years from now. If something traumatic happens. I don't know. I may, I may pick the bottle back up. I don't know. I'm, I'm working, obviously putting up my defenses, working on my mentality right now, my mindset to where if that is to happen, I will be in a strong place in my recovery to not lean on the bottle. But again, this is a journey that you're going to be on until the day you're in the ground. And if you agree that we are, that you are human, that humans make mistakes, then you have to understand that we're talking about an addiction here. An addiction. You are chemically attached to something. Your brain is. So that's very hard to fight every single day. Again, now when I say this, I don't want to make any excuses. Obviously, if you're someone who has relapse, understand that. You know, don't don't make an excuse, of course. Obviously, hop back on the train or what have you and and and, and do what you need to do to stay on your recovery journey. But just understand that. Here's the thing. If I relapse twice before age 90 i'll say that's a darn good recovery journey <laughs> yeah that's, that's 60 more years that's, for me <laughs> yeah that's and that's the thing is and i i said this to uh you know somebody else like on twitter it's not so much getting through the uh days or weeks because you could put yourself in a position that makes that somewhat easy Right. Uh, it's getting through those moments, you know, celebrate those moments. So, you know, you don't have to have just, you know, turned your life around and now you are a millionaire or like you just won a huge game or something. Celebrate the time that you went out with your friends at dinner and you didn't drink and right. they were normal around you. They, if they're drinkers, they drank a beer and you just sat there and you had fun and you were able to let yourself go but you didn't have that drink or you go out with your friend that you used to get high with all the time. And you were both able to have as much fun as you used to have, but neither of you used, or maybe, you know, you, they went to go use and you're like, nah, I'm good. And you go home. Like that's more important. Those moments, those little moments, those things that you used to do, you know, taking that one step at a time. Um, you know, it doesn't, you just put that. Yeah. Then closing yourself off in your room and just to just to cross the days off. Granted, I did that at the beginning stages because that's just a lot what of I us have that. done, man. Right, because I thought that's what we're supposed to do. But then I'm just like, I'm not going to be counting my days when I'm ten years in, when I'm twenty years in. So why mm-hmm. am I doing it now? Um, and just like I stated earlier, if for the next sixty years, if I relapse two times, three times, I'm going to congratulate myself <laughs> in the grave because. Uh, that's a long time. That's a long time to be fighting this battle. Um, granted, I'm, I'm hoping that there's zero. I'm hoping that there's only one or two, but who knows? I just think it's way more important, just like what you stated, those moments, those times where you know for a fact you would have used, but you just didn't. To me, that's more important than counting the day. I think the most... Im- Count that moment. <laughs> I've talked about this before, but the most important step in my early sobriety was going to a brewer's game with my friends and I didn't have a single drink. Yeah. And one of my friends got pretty sloshed how he usually would. One of my friends drank how he usually did, which was fairly responsible. 
and then I didn't have anything, and neither of them pushed me to try to have a drink. And uh, yeah. we still had fun. Like I had a really good time, and that yeah. was that was absolutely massive. And that was like six months into my sobriety, I think it might have been more. And it's like, oh, okay, I can do this. You know, six months yeah. is nothing to sneeze at. Like that's that's not a blink of an eye. It feels like it now, but and especially then, um, you know, I was able to throw myself into work and uh, honestly, video games and other stuff uh, to yeah, yeah, keep yeah. my mind off of it. But like that was, and then a month in, I went on vacation um, to the Bahamas, and I didn't, I didn't have a drink either. I, I had a lot of uh, Starbucks coffee. <laughs> that'd be, I'm saying that'd <laughs> be tough, then, but. Uh, That'd be tough. Yeah, that was. That's the Bahamas. Oof. Yeah, Oof. Those, a lot, those, a lot those, of drinks being served around me. Those kind of countries, man. They, they, they. There, there's drinks for you waiting for you right as soon as you get off the plane. And rum was my drink too. So they going there with people the, carrying rum in the airport, <laughs> like as soon as you get off the plane, that was, yeah. So I mean, that's kudos to you, man. And I think let, let me let me let me say this again so for folks who are listening it's not as if we're making don't don't make any excuses um so don't misinterpret what we're stating here as oh yeah i relapsed yesterday but it's okay but it's fine oh i relapsed again this week oh it's okay it's fine obviously be a little hard on yourself but just understand that this is something that you're going to be fighting until your last breath and we make mistakes so and There's then no we're not talking. Yeah, exactly. We're not talking about fumbling the football or or, 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 or you know, having an error on the baseball field or something like those kind of mistakes. We're talking. You're, you're you're literally fighting against your own brain. You're trying to make your brain feel that same attachment, that same rush t- towards something healthier, a healthier option. It's difficult to do. You don't just do and that culture. in <laughs> and culture. You know, we're yeah, fighting, yeah, we're fighting fighting against the culture too like yeah yeah there's a lot mm-hmm. of triggers for alcohol <laughs> around us yeah um I'll, you know a lot of a lot of people have been calling that out especially with like the the euros the soccer uh right. games so you know one of their big basically any big sporting event is sponsored by an alcohol right absolutely some absolutely. major alcohol brand is sponsoring that so you're gonna have uh, those triggers <laughs> anytime that you see a sporting event but then the euros Afterwards, they would have uh, the bottles of whatever the sponsors were. Well, Heineken is a sponsor, so they'd have a bottle of beer. Well, a bunch of you know Muslim players took the beer. Yeah. Nope. That's yep. not going to be in the picture with me. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of yeah. people were calling that out. Like, we need to stop it. You have kids that yeah. are watching this, and we are glamorizing alcohol, right? It's almost like Joe Camel type things with smoking um yep we just have to we have to be more careful than what we are it's uh that's why i always when i talk about it now which again it's i'm still learning it's different than how i would talk about it day one into my recovery journey but now it's it's more so of a mindset it's more so of what are you thinking about now whenever you're by yourself whenever you're just looking out in your backyard are you thinking about that drug or are you thinking about something else? If I'm thinking about that drug, that being alcohol, then I'm like, okay, I need to stop thinking about that. I need to work on that. What am I thinking about when, when we went to Six Flags the other day? What was I thinking about? Was I thinking about ooh, the smell of beer or was I thinking about oh, how fun this would be if I was intoxicated? No, it's not what I was thinking about. Because it's actually about not having... fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was thinking about... Yeah, I was thinking about the moment with with family and friends. Um, so it's more so for me. It's the, the third row, the fourth seat. <laughs> oh, that kid! That kid had it rough. <laughs> that kid had a rough time. It seemed like, but yeah, it's more so of your mindset. In my opinion, of course, I don't have all the answers, but what are you thinking about in those situations that you know, like your friends are getting drunk right now? I know my friends are getting drunk right now. Yeah, Fourth of July this is weekend. huge, right? Like this is a huge trigger. I used to especially this weekend. I used to go buy three thirty packs and then uh, <laughs> decent six pack bottles, you know, IPA, whatever, Scotch ale, 
and I'd go over to my buddies who had a grill. We'd go to the store, buy a bunch yeah. of meat. I'd be sitting there grilling, having a beer. I'd be eight deep by oh, oh for sure one o'clock. Oh, just for grilling sure. everything to perfection. Just perfection. <laughs> it, you know, I'm in the, Vegas the right the now. Best grilled meats that you've ever had, and uh, it's just you just sat there and drank all day, and it was it was a good time. Uh, yeah, some of my best times, and I didn't get like blacked out drunk those days either. I just didn't. Oh yeah, just I'm in Vegas right now, hammered. Yeah, hammered. But I don't miss it. We don't miss it, and I think that's that. That to me. I can still no longer perfection. I don't have to be eight beers deep. I, just <laughs> I don't know about that, that right now. But <laughs> no, but that's an important topic right there. Where it's we know our friends are doing that, but we no longer miss it. I no longer miss getting drunk or that FOMO. I no longer miss it because I can go do it if I wanted to. Alcohol is legal, but I don't want to. So it's 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 that to me is more important than. Well, I've been sober for four hundred and some days or seven hundred and some days. It's see, you know, I no longer miss it. I think this is where you and I differ because is you that, didn't like the taste of alcohol. No, I love it. Yeah, so see, that's a good, that's a good point. That's I a good still, point. I still miss a good beer. I still miss um, some. Honestly, sometimes I miss a Captain and Coke, uh, <laughs> a rum and Coke. Yeah, I mean. Ugh, not, Never a fan of the taste. I, I, I a good I old fashioned the... sour, like you know. And I'm sorry, I should have put trigger warnings out there. Like I do still, True. I do still miss that a lot. Um, but I just know that I, I, you know, we've talked about it before with multiple yeah. different guests. Play the tape till the end. You have one that's gonna turn to ten real quick with me. Uh, even after I have, even though I haven't had any alcohol in seven uh, and a half years. Yeah, I'm still going to be at ten before a snap of the fingers, and yeah, uh, See, yeah I that's, won't that's a good stop point. until I'm either dead or I fall, just pass out while I'm taking a stride. Like that's it's never, just what happens yeah. with me. I never cared for the taste. I, I really enjoyed the. Well, I was an egotistical partier. Um, that's that's what I was. It didn't really matter about the alcohol, but it mattered. To me, about supplying the alcohol mm-hmm. for everybody, I needed them. Their validation is what I wanted, making me feel good. You know, thank you, Monte. Me paying for everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Which obviously speaks volumes about where my self-esteem was at. It was very low. Um, that's what I enjoyed. I didn't really enjoy the taste of it. So obviously, now being in a better place now with my self-esteem, I don't give two craps about. <laughs> about yearning for strangers validation yearning for leechers leeches excuse me people who just latch on to you just yep. because of what you can provide them as opposed to because of who you are i no longer care for that so that's why yeah don't miss it and i don't want to go to jail again <laughs> true <laughs> True. <laughs> it's funny how ever since I've stopped, I haven't uh, ran into an officer yet in a, in a, in a bad way. <laughs> so, That's yeah. Funny, I had one stop by yesterday morning. <laughs> Thanks, child. <laughs> you want to explain? They don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, they don't like it when uh, you know your phone calls nine one one and they hear a kid yell, "Stop talking to me!" on the other end, hanging out. <laughs> Uh, turns out they'll send an officer to see what's going on if they hear that. Even of if you call and say, uh, yeah, I was sleeping and my kid was watching videos and accidentally called 911, the officer's still going to knock on the door. Absolutely. And they're, they're doing their job. That's funny, though. And That's it's funny. even better when uh, your child is getting scolded for taking the outlet covers off and plugging in stuff, who's only three years old, plugging in cords, and he knows he's not supposed to, so he's getting scolded. Door knocks, you pick the kid up as he's crying, and you open the door and it's an officer. Yeah, that's a good look. That's something you that's something that would be on like Christmas vacation or something like that. Like like, like one of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> just a complete just domino effect, just disaster. And 
you know, perception is reality. So, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, you know, oh, he just got in trouble. And the officer's like, it's okay, you're not in trouble with me. I'm like, no, it's not about that. He's <laughs> like, huh? I'm like, yeah, he was unplugging and plugging in stuff. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, yep, he knows. That's why he's crying, getting out of it. So but that was that was fun. Indeed, indeed. But good cast, good podcast today. Uh, we appreciate everybody who tuned in the chat. Great feedback. Thank you to our audio listeners um, and to obviously our, our chat listeners down there. Um, happy Fourth. Hopefully everybody has a great and safe weekend. Please do not drink and drive. Please do not. We got Uber. We got taxis. Um, hopefully you guys got, you know, everyone has a DD. Be safe. Be smart. Because a lot of people are taking off tomorrow. So I encourage folks to, if you're going to be on the road, get what you're getting and get back to your house or get back to a safe location. This is a very dangerous time to be on the roads uh, because of drunk drivers, unfortunately. So just be more aware of your surroundings when you're on the road and uh, take care of yourselves. Um, You know, it's the beginning of the month. Uh, just so everybody knows, there's going to be some changes in the schedules coming up. Uh, Indeed. So the week of the the eighteenth, we're gonna be on vacation. So that'll be an uploaded video. We hope to record it beforehand with an excellent guest, and then we'll be able to upload it. Uh, the sports cast that week will probably be canceled. We might try to figure out a way to do something if the if the Bucks win the championship that week. Uh, go Bucks! Yeah, that's we'll the thing is if it, out, if all it's, of a sudden things are yeah starting to get heat, if, heated up. If the series is close, we're, we're going to record something because we'll all we need to take out. is we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll be in a different country, so uh, it's, yeah. it'll be interesting, yeah. but we'll, we'll try to do something <laughs> if that happens. So right. that would be the week of the 19th through the 23rd. Uh, we're going Indeed. to be on vacation. and then. Uh, but other than that, I think everything should be about normal. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm really glad. If you didn't listen to our sports podcast on – uh, Friday, it was from Friday morning that we just uploaded and you're a sports fan, but that ended up being a really good cast. A lot of it ended up yeah. being true. Um, yeah. I'm glad we waited to do that till the morning after the game five. So, and, uh, yeah, let's go bucks. Everybody have a good fourth. Enjoy go your bucks. holiday responsibly. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, we love you all and let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Cause at least if we don't make it. We tried. And everybody, be you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.